You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Woodhouse offers confidence as your trusted auto partner. With 18 brands and 16 convenient full-service dealerships, you can easily shop the latest models, discover a pre-owned vehicle that meets your list of must-haves, or conveniently maintain your current vehicle. And our knowledgeable and local team is ready to help. Providing you the solutions to get you on the road faster, whether online at woodhouse.com or in person. Experience the difference with Woodhouse, a trusted auto partner since 1975. What's good, people? Welcome in. Welcome back to another episode of the Personal Branding Playbook. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And in today's episode, I really want to get into what I'm doing in the SaaS industry. A lot of questions I've been asked and how do I do this so fast and how do I do that so fast? And I really want to talk about what I did and how I've executed to get to this point um, and really what's next, you know, because I, I do believe that this is what most people should be doing. I think more people could create SaaS products. It's just a fear and it's a lot of unknown unknown. So I want to address that in this episode. Make a cut there and. So first of all, I want to say that my personal brand is actually helping me with my SaaS products. If you don't know what SaaS is, let me back all the way up. That's software as a service. And SaaS products are really profitable because you make it one time, people can use it over and over again, and you make money from it every month. You know, and there are different types of SaaS products. And I want to be clear about this too. Like my goal with my SaaS products personally is not to make some company that's like a unicorn worth a billion dollars. That's not the goal. Now, Castosity has a lot of potential to be that. And if it is great, I'm super excited. But what's more important for me is to create products that serve people um, and really something that people can use consistently and have something that will benefit their business, their brand long term. Because I realized that when I was coaching and selling courses and stuff, my focus was always on making money. And I think that's what stopped me from making money. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but the thing that's been most profitable for me in this SaaS thing so far is my focus isn't on myself. My focus is strictly on helping other people, providing them with solutions. And that's what has helped me get to that next level so fast. So I say all that to say, um, you know, in the beginning, you got to plan out how are you going to actually help people above everything else? What is the thing you're going to do that'll make you stand out from everybody else that will make your brand more profitable, more noticeable and just more valuable, right? Like that's, that should be the goal. You know, instead of starting a, a business with the intention to make it worth a billion dollars, if your intention is to actually help a specific person with a specific problem, that's what's going to help you get that kind of money. You know, everybody wants to make money. That's not different. But you separate yourself completely when you distinctly understand how you're going to actually help people. 
you know, I think that's what helped me build uh, my first product, the podcast editors business kit. And I built that in literally two days. I just, and I know I was a podcast editor years ago. I started that when I started podcasting and I spent about two years editing and building the agency there and working with a ton of hosts and creating content for them. So I know what it's like to be an editor. I completely understand that path. I understand what comes with it. So after going through that and really experiencing that journey, I realized that for me, me personally, I can actually help these people get a better result. So my intention was to create a product that would get them a better result, which is more clients, more income, more free time, all of that stuff. And what I did was instead of making this product and trying to, you know, sell it like, Hey, I'm going to help you make $20,000 a month. It's like, no, this is a product that's going to help you save time and make more money as a podcast editor. That simple. And this is where I got really, really strategic. So I'm going to give you some game right here. What I did is for part of my alpha launch, I did a free workshop where I invited podcast editors to workshop and I literally broke down five pieces, five steps they could take to get more clients instantly, like right now. And it wasn't a webinar. I think a lot of the reason why I say workshop and not webinar is because when people hear webinar now, they immediately think, oh, he's going to talk about himself and sell. And my intention is to obviously sell you something. Yes, very true. But it's firstly for you to understand that this is how you can actually improve. I want to give you a result first. Me selling is a later down the road. And honestly, I don't even feel comfortable selling personally unless I've given you something that is of equal or more valuable, right? So I started off everything with the focus, the intention of just providing those solutions. And after going through the entire talk, the entire process, people loved it. It was amazing. Got some great feedback. Then I went on to the selling portion where it's like, okay, I've, I've showed you five steps you can take to get more clients, keep those clients around, how to run your business, all of that stuff. I've taken you through that. Now I'm going to show you the tool that will help you execute those steps I just told you about. So, so I mean, think about, think about it that way. Here's the how, or here's the what you need to do. One, two, three, four, five, all the steps clearly written out. No, uh, uh, storytelling. Oh, yes. Good storytelling, but no, like beating around the bush and no subliminal stuff. Like here are the steps you have to take. And then here's the outcome you're going to get. But more importantly, here's a tool you use to do all of those steps. So instead of me just telling you to do one, two, three, four, five, I'm going to give you the tool that's going to make you doing all these things every day, a lot easier. And I can't tell you how, just how powerful that felt. You know, I knew I had done something amazing once I finished the slideshow. Um, it, it was beautiful because then I realized like, wow, this is something that's really good. And I truly believe it's something I can do over and over again. Right. And this is why it's so good because now I can take exactly what I did in that first process with the five step process, the selling, and then a really powerful call to action and do it over and over again. Right. Just do it over and over again. So now anytime somebody wants to become an editor, they can join my workshop where I actually teach them. I train them and everything for an hour and a half. And then they buy the software like it's that simple. Now, most people would do this, but in their webinar, first of all, it's a webinar, not a workshop. So they're not really teaching anything. It's more so selling, right? Like it's literally selling. And I hate it because 
selling that way doesn't really work. Like people can see it from the outside looking in. They can easily see that you're selling them something. They can feel it here. And for me, I just never felt comfortable doing that with the webinar strategy. I've had coaches I paid telling me, you don't teach them anything during a webinar. You're supposed to tell the story. You're supposed to do this and do that. Everything outside of actually teaching them something valuable. And that's frustrating to me because I love teaching. That coach Chris, I actually like coaching. It's fun to me. And I always felt like I was holding myself back trying to do things that way. Now I've set up this system where I have fun with it. Like I really genuinely have fun. It was an interactive uh, workshop because during the conversation, they can raise their hand and ask, ask questions. They can give me feedback on something. Um, and it was really interactive. When I asked them questions, they would answer in a chat and stuff. And at the end, we had time for questions. So it wasn't like I'm sitting there and talking at you the whole time. Um, I was more so focused on creating something where I was actually engaging with the people I was talking to because their feedback is of the utmost importance. And I think that's another big difference between selling courses and having software. It's like when you have a software tool, you want people to tell you, this is good. This is bad. This can be improved. You can get rid of that completely. Right. And you only get that when you listen to your people. When you, if you do a webinar, you're talking at them. And then let's be real too, with webinars, you're only focused on selling. So the feedback doesn't matter, right? So you never even take time to get to the feedback portion. All your energy is focused on selling. All Each slide you put up there is pushing them further and further down the line of getting over objections or pre-framing them. Um, and while that stuff matters, I'll say that it doesn't matter as much when you're selling software, because the cool thing about the software is I'm not selling you on a thousand dollar product. Like if you were selling software, that's a thousand dollars plus, that's more of an enterprise tool. So you should be doing sales calls for that anyways. But if you have a software product from my experience now that is priced between 50 and 150 bucks, you definitely, most definitely want to do this kind of workshop style because now you can get in the trenches and talk to your customers. You know, I got some great feedback and I'll give you this too. At the end of my call to action, it was different than a lot of the work workshops and webinars. Usually what they tell you to do is, I hate those loud cars that don't be going nowhere, super annoying. So usually what they tell you to do in the workshop is, or webinar, they always tell you, hey, go and buy this. It's going to be at this discounted rate. Go and buy that. And it's like, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to take it a step further to get more feedback. So I had people complete a survey. And in that survey, I got to see what they love most about the workshop, what tool they love the most, what feature they love the most, what features they would add to it, right? So just imagine if I did this and I love to do this with numbers because this is, it makes it super practical. Let's say I just did this every Friday for 25 people, 25 editors, 20, uh, 25 people every Friday for a month. That would be a hundred people, right? And let's say out of those a hundred people, you know, um, everybody did, completed the survey though. So that was like super cool. So let's say out of those hundred people you have, um, let's say only 50%, 50 of them complete the survey. That's great. Now, after those 50 people complete the survey, you then you send those 50 people the special offer. That's how you do it. And out of those 50 people, let's just say you got 
you know, half of those people. Then you got 25 customers. If your product is 50 bucks, that's a pretty good payday, right? And that's how you can continuously build up and you keep doing the same workshop strategy because what you're doing is you're teaching to sell. You're not going in trying to sell because had I done it the opposite way and used the webinar and just talked at them for an hour just endlessly, it wouldn't have been as impactful as it was. It wouldn't have been as helpful. It just wouldn't have gone as far as it did. I could totally understand why it worked so well because my intention in the beginning was just to help them. And a ton of people came away from the workshop with like actual results and they loved it. Um, the feedback I got from every person was amazing. Um, and then on the survey, I asked some really good questions. So now I know what the pricing should be like, what other features I need to add, you know? And I think this is a way it's, it's one of those things. I forgot who said it, do things that don't scale. This is one of those things you need to do. That's not, it's not going to scale. That's the truth. It's not going to scale. It's not going to, it's not something that you can do every day, right? Like you can't pour more money into this and then have it go all the way up. I mean, you could, but then it go, you take the connection away with automation. If you automate it like a webinar, then you lose that feedback loop, right? You lose that part that is really, really valuable. So I would say this is something I plan on doing until I get my first hundred customers, because my goal with the podcast editors business kit is 150 customers, you know, $80 a month, 150 customers, about $12,000 a month right there. Right. And now another feature I'm adding into this is, um, uh, adding another price point where the $80 a month will be the premium price to be in a community and use the software. And I'm going to have another tier where it's just $50 a month to only use the software. So while that sounds like it's like really skewed to coaches, they would say that's insane because <laughs> coaches always think everything, every interaction should cost a thousand dollars, which it, it, in certain fields, it makes sense. Like if you're doing something like building rockets or something crazy like that, yes, it makes sense. But for me, I'm like, I'm talking about podcast editing, not that it's not valuable, but I just personally don't feel like that's something where I should be charging somebody a thousand dollars a session. It's insane. But if I tell you it's going to be extra 30 bucks a month to meet with me twice a week, right? Or, or twice a month, that sounds more feasible. Twice a month you meet with me, you get access to like a Slack channel, something like that. And then the course content, that's a, that's a pretty good deal, right? Now, What's really, really powerful is you can add an extra content to make it even more beneficial and you could take it up to a hundred bucks a month. But I just think you don't have to overprice things. And the coaching industry teaches you the consulting industry overall will teach you that you need to overprice everything. Like I spent time learning this and I put in this work and paid this money. Fine, bro. But at the same time, you can make your life a lot easier and work with a lot more people if, cause again, let's just say I have 50 customers, I have a hundred customers that are paying the $50 a month and then I have 50 that are paying $80 a month. That gives me a lot more revenue at the end of the day, because I'm not chasing everybody to pay the premium price. If I said everybody has to pay a thousand dollars a month, that's just not feasible for a lot of people. And I think in this digital era where, where, where obviously the world is going, we have to be prepared for it. And the best way to prepare is to be realistic about what you can charge and what it's worth. And there is a such thing as overcharging. Yes, it is. So 
really think about that. Um, and this is a plan you should have when you're building that software product, when you build that company and you're building that thing out, I'll think of it like this. How can you teach in order to sell, right? What do you need to teach first to then sell? And I'm be honest with you, if you can't teach something first to then sell, it's going to be harder to sell. And you'll have to spend a lot more money on ads and stuff like that. But teaching to sell in this way is one of the most profitable things I've ever done. So I want you to think about that long term. Think about how you can actually take what you're teaching right now and sell it to people monthly, not in a course or a membership, but that could be add on, but mainly in a core product. That's what's really going to help you go from, you know, five, you know, $6,000 a month to 12, $15,000 a month with ease. And another thing I want to say this too, actually, I'll leave that for another episode on the next episode. I'm going to talk about really why you shouldn't focus on making every software business a unicorn, why you could just be okay with a business that's 10 to $15,000 a month. And I really want to get into some of the steps that are really important and how your personal brand is going to impact you building a software product. So if you want more info, if you want to keep up with everything, make sure you sign up to the milestone club newsletter. It's completely free link in the description below. I want to give a shout out to iHeartMedia for hosting the show. I really appreciate that. I will see you guys next time. I'm Coach Chris, and until then, your greatness awaits. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.